All right, we're going to move to the AFC South today. We're breaking down the Indianapolis Colts. Questions we will answer. Is Michael Pittman a fantasy wide receiver one? Is Alec Pierce enough to be the wide receiver two in this offense? And how different does the offense look with Matt Ryan? And he's our first offseason change we're going to mention. New sheriff in town, Matt Ryan, the longtime Atlanta quarterback, comes over to Indianapolis. He is the new veteran quarterback taking over for Carson Wentz. Indianapolis also lost both of their primary right guards due to free agency. I think that line won't fall off, though. Having a fully healthy Quentin Nelson is way more important than anything else. And it looks like they found their answer for their wide receiver, too. They drafted Alec Pierce in the second round out of Cincinnati. I'm not completely sold on him. He's a high-risk, high-reward type of player. He's big and fast. He scored in the 97th percentile for athleticism in the combine, but there's concerns regarding whether or not he's a polished receiver, if he can fill out the route tree, and if his tendencies are too easy to pick up on. So I guess his development's a big area we'll touch up on later. The running game, Frank Reich has been open about wanting to involve Naheem Hines more. He had a career low 96 touches last year. So I think the only way for him to go is up. I think he'll be more involved in the receiving game. Jonathan Taylor and him had about a 50-50 split in the passing game last year. I think that'll tilt in more, more Naheem Hines' direction. Jonathan Taylor is a beast. There's no other way to put it. Only injury can derail JT from a top three finish. He's just as strong as they come as a running back. And he doesn't really have a, a thick injury history dating back through college. He's been relatively healthy, never missed a game from college up. I hope I didn't just jinx him there. So, um, but yes, that's the only thing stopping him from a top three finish next year. In the receiving game, Michael Pittman's going to get greater than a 25% target share. It's just what he does. He's too dominant in this offense. They don't have enough weapons around him to consume more than that. There's no red zone guy. Um, most teams have a guy they like to throw jump balls to in the end zone. Indianapolis doesn't really have that. They still have a balanced offense heading into the red zone. So nobody's sucking up all the uh, touchdown production in the red zone. Their running backs had a 22% target share in 2021. That's not going to decline, especially if Naheem Hines is to get, quote unquote, more involved in the offense. So I think that's a safe mark. I think it arguably might grow. Um, but Alex Pierce, back to him. Yeah, he's a high risk, high reward guy. It's very interesting. That's an area of ambiguity we have is his development. He's 6'3", 215 pounds. He can run a sub 4'4". Four four. He, he has like a 40-inch vertical. He's a freak athlete. There's no other way to put it. Um, but sometimes those don't translate. You know, it, it, there's more intangible stuff to being a receiver that he may or may not have the boxes checked for. Um, so that'll be interesting to see just how exactly he adjusts to the professional ranks. Naheem Hines' increased role also is an ambiguous area. We just don't know what Frank Wright means. He was telling us fantasy owners to go out and draft Hines this year. I think that's smoke. I think he's just trying to talk his guy up, and it's a little satirical with JT being so dominant there. 
but I think he is due for an increased role. He's not going to get under 100 touches again, and I think the majority of his work is in the receiving game, so he could have some fantasy relevance this year. Also, another ambiguous area is if Mo Alley Cox will get his money's worth, and I hyphenated Mo Alley instead of Alley Cox. So, yeah, he's got a hyphenated first name now, according to me. Um, but, no, he, he signed a three-year contract extension, a $17 million contract. That's decent money. It's not like they're handing him chump change. But they did draft Jelani Woods, another athletic tight end in the third round. So they spent a pretty high draft pick on another tight end. So it's going to be interesting to see how the tight end group as a whole is used and if they have a, a bigger role in this offense. So we're going to get into my rushing projections. I still have Jonathan Taylor over 300 carries, over 1,500 yards, and 13 touchdowns. I was trying to discount him more because those are absurd numbers, but I just couldn't. Um, this is a run-dominant offense. They're gonna, they ran it 499 times last year at the 31st fastest pace in the league. I have them rushing it 497 times, so right about the same their offensive identity doesn't really change with Matt Ryan in there, perhaps just a better quarterback with a little more playmaking capability than what Wentz provided. I have Naheem Hines getting 80 carries as the main complement to JT, getting over 350 yards and three touchdowns. So he does have a little rushing production to boost his stock. And in the passing game, I do have Hines getting carving out a 12.5% target share getting 48 receptions on the year to add to his bottom line. Michael Pittman had over 25% target share. He's going to see 136 targets and approach 100 catches. He was surprising how high he came out. I have him scoring at 251 points. Um, that would be good enough for wide receiver 11 last year. I believe he finished wide receiver 17, if I'm remembering correctly. Last year, so that's very attainable for him to be a wide receiver one in fantasy. I think he's a low end one if he is one, and I don't think you should draft him there. Um, that's that's his ceiling, I think. Um, don't reach for him. I would draft if I was on the clock between Jalen Waddle and him. I would probably lean Waddle. Um, but back to Indianapolis, Alec Pierce. I have him getting. 46 receptions. He's going to be a little streaker, average 15 yards per reception, which is where he's going to get banged for his buck. And he's going to finish right around wide receiver 45. So a good, a good rookie season. And that's going to be filled with promise next year. Matt Ryan under 3,800 total passing yards, 28 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He would score out at the QB 15 at those rates. Final projections. There we go. Um, Alec Pierce, 141 points. Michael Pittman, 259 points. Naheem Hines, 150 points. He would finish as RB32 last year. So I think there could be some good value discrepancy in his stock next year. I think he's the guy that's going to go outside the top 40 just because of Jonathan Taylor. But one, he's really valuable in case if Jonathan Taylor goes down, you want Naheem Hines on your bench to fill that role. And two, he has he has value in himself. JT over 300 points, 305. That would be 68 less than last year. He still has 1,500, actually over right around 1,800 total yards. I'm I'm crediting him with for next year. 
and 16 trips to the end zone. Um, and he would still score 68 less points than last year. That's how good he was. So I, I think going north of that 300-point mark is very promising for him. Matt Ryan, 255 points. No real value in Paris Campbell, Kiki Kuti, or Mo Cox. They're going to be on the, the bench and waivers. So that's all. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks, guys.